Hi, everybody. Welcome to Toddler Purgatory. I'm one of your hosts, Molly. What up? It's Blair. Blair. You really hit that R. (laughs) It's Blur. Does anybody ever call you Blur? Yep. Blur. And there was a guy in grad school who used to call me B-squared. Oh, that's cool. That's fun. I have a couple guys on my improv team, Brandon and Brian, my first improv team. And they were always B-Train. And one time I called Brian B-Train instead of in front of Brandon. And Brandon was like, what the hell? I thought that was my name. <laughs> <laughs> Being funny, of course. But boy, was, I was like, oh, shoot, you're right. You're right. Darn it. Ooh, Darn sorry, it. Sorry, 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 sorry. Today we are talking about little changes we can make. Some of them are a little bigger. Some of them are a little smaller. But just kind of overall how we can rethink essentially how we spend money but mostly how we save money and how we get through this weird time, not only of parenthood or motherhood or what have you, but also just this weird time. Like It's weird time. Weird times we're in. Weird times we're in where people are really looking sort of introspectively about whether or not how people are treated in the workplace is worth it, how whether or not we're valued, et cetera. And of course, we're always facing that conundrum you know, for some people can, I can't, but some people can are able to face a conundrum of whether or not they need to go back to work if they can stay at home, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Also, eggs are $5 a dozen. Yes. Gas. Come on. I'm just going to say gas and I'm going to leave it there and leave you wondering what I mean. Do I mean the bodily function? <laughs> Do I mean the pump, pump, pump? I'm talking about the pump. Blah, blah, blah. Yes. So we put up a post on the What Fresh Hell podcast Facebook page. And let me tell you something, Blair. We would, Blair, we've talked about this. I wouldn't have what one would call a budget. Hard no. And I know that's dumb. It's just this kind of thing. My dad mentioned it over the holidays where he said, he said something like, you're like us. When you need something, you buy it. And I said, but I'm not like you because when you need something, you buy it. When I want something, I have to really keep myself in check or I don't and I pay later. Literally pay later. I put it on my credit card. All math scares me. All math intimidates me and I run away. I run far away from it. I do a lot of adding up. I don't do much subtraction. Yeah. And everything else is not for me. So yeah, when it comes to budgets and managings of the monies, I've never been good about it. Right. Your strengths lie elsewhere. Way else. Way else. I can spend it. I should get paid for how well I spend. (laughs) What I say to my husband is when I buy things, I say, David, 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 let us not focus upon how much I have spent on that jumpsuit. Let us focus upon how much I have saved. Exactly. Exactly. I could have paid $190 for that jumpsuit, but I did it. Did not do it. Got it on Poshmark. Yes. So we are going to learn right along with you today, listeners. Let me tell you something. The listeners who responded on the Facebook page... Had some real hot tips. They know what's up. These are the people in their families who I wish I were and in another life I hope to be. Right. Where it is just like innately in them to like budget, to be conscious and to like make these things happen in their family. And they're like, this is not normal. And I'm like, no, it's not. And they're like, well, it should be. And I'm like, I know. Right. I will will say this, too, is that we are also letting ourselves off the hook a little too easily by saying we're, quote unquote, not budget people. There are people who are not budget people who do it because they friggin have to have to. Absolutely. Yes. Because of their financial situation, because they have five kids, because whatever. Who knows? Mm -hmm, Because mm -hmm. because SHIT happens, you know, and then suddenly you need a roof. 
Excuse me? Right? A water pump pipe burst? Yep. This happened to my parents. Oh, yes. During the deep freeze this winter, we had the, I think I told you this, the dishwasher, not the big pipes in the walls, but the pipe leading to the dishwasher froze. And all I had the whole time before it thawed out was that worry of like, what does this mean? Right. Because a leak is sometimes just a leak and sometimes a leak will make your life a living heck. Let me tell you this. When I first got with my husband, he had just moved to Hoboken because... There was a leak in his building, right? That was like leaking, 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 leaking. And people were like, oh, not a big deal. Oh, it caused the whole entire car port to collapse. <gasps> no one was hurt. No one was there. The entire car garage collapsed because there was, what do you call those? A sprinkler? Yeah. The sprinkler system. There was a leak. And it had gotten into the cracks of the concrete and it had just wreaked havoc. Crash, boom, bang. And he had to move out. Oh, that's awful. Awful. You just never know when something like that's going to happen. Obviously, insurance helps. We can't always get insurance. My dad and mom have a place on the West Coast of Florida that was hit by Ian. Some of our listeners may also live there as well or near there. And it devastated their house. And they did have insurance up to a certain point. Mm-hmm. They didn't pay for the, like, the furniture insurance or whatever it is. So they did like the structure is covered, but whatever. And so like that's an expense where you're like, oh, here comes Hurricane Ian. Even though I say we don't have a budget, I do believe that, you know, you're married to a finance guy. So and some of our listeners might be partnered with finance people. So that's helpful. My husband definitely has a better grasp on that than I do not to sound gender specific. I hate that. I hate that. I hate that I sound like a woman in the 1970s who doesn't have a credit card. Oh, I got a credit card. Oh, I got a credit card. (laughs) But I would say that his strength lies in the overview. Like he's like, here's where we are this month as opposed to like minutiae. And I'm the one who's a little more minutiae. I do have a meal planner on the wall. Like I know when we're cooking, when we're going to go out to eat, if that week our money is a little low. And let me tell you something. Hmm. The fact that we can see our checking account information at the flick of a thumb on our phone. Insane. Insane. Remember, I don't know, Blair and I are in our mid to light 40s. Checkbooks. Checkbooks. You balance it. And there was a side for add subtract and it came in that little book that was at the top of your check but like your checks were at the bottom and then you had a little like balancing book at the top i remember that was like part of my like as soon as i got a bank account my parents were like this is where you find out how much money you have and i was like okay and you just had to like or you could call the other option was you could call the bank and say call hi how much money do i have in my account and they're like 63 dollars and 23 cents you're like thank you and you hang up and you just have to take their word for it <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's so crazy. <laughs> that no one's like stealing stuff out of your account or laundering money. <laughs> For reals. Well, you know, that's I want to use this as a segue into the first hot tip that we got from our listeners, mm. which was essentially to use what we have right in our phone. Use apps to help you. Mm-hmm. So one of our listeners, Don, says, look into taking advantage of weekly grocery sales using an app such as Flip. That's F-L-I-P-P which allows you to see grocery sales in your area every week and lets you compare prices. And also take advantage of cashback apps such as Fetch Rewards, Receipt Hog, and I believe this is Ibotta. Ibotta. (laughs) I like it. (laughs) I bought a jumpsuit yesterday. (laughs) I-B-O-T-T-A, Ibotta. So that's our first takeaway from the day uh, in helping these minor little steps that you can take to help you budget and help us budget is take advantage of what's already in your hand three to three 
23 hours a day, which is our phone, right? So use what apps you can. So I love these. We'll put a link to these in our show notes. Flip, that compares grocery prices, cashback apps such as Fetch Rewards, Receipt Hawk, and Ibotta. Thank you, Don. What is that one that I think you turned me on to that app for expenses? You turned me on to this. Splitwise. Splitwise. That was, I used that because of you. You know, Splitwise, I don't know too, too much about it other than I used it for a trip to Italy with my girlfriends. And it's so that when you say you get dinner one night, you throw it into Splitwise and you say who was at dinner. So like me and my three girlfriends, it was always the four of us. And then it splits it evenly. And then the next night, my friend Sunny would get dinner and she'd throw it into Splitwise and it, it split it up evenly. So at the end of the trip, it was really easy to see who owed what and blah, blah, blah. That was it. Makes sense. But yeah, that also might have some other tools as far as like an actual budget. Some people also are old school Excel people. Get it. Get it. Do that Excel. I love Excel. I wish I knew how to do Excel. I missed it. It terrifies me. I get lost in cells. Yeah. I'm like, what cell am I in? A1 plus B228. Help me, Jesus. Maybe you could use an app. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, maybe instead of Excel, I can use uh, Bella mentioned a software called, (laughs) it was so funny because a few of you mentioned Y-N-A-B, and I'm like, what's that? You're like, I'm a grandmother. I think you mean N-K-O-T-B, new kids on the block. I think that's what you mean. Me too. But if you need a budget. So she said that there's also a book and a whole philosophy is based on zero-based budgeting and giving all of your dollars a job. Get a job, Dallas. <laughs> yeah, for real. The idea is that if you're proactive about assigning your money where it's needed, then you're not left wondering where all of your money went down the road. Plus, mm. it allows you to align your spending with your priorities. What? <laughs> Spending with my priorities. <laughs> is it my priority spending? Yeah, exactly. That is my priority. <laughs> Next. <laughs> and yeah, a few of you were like, yes, YNAB, YNAB. And I was like, oh, people love it. According to their website, You Need a Budget uh, is an American multi platform personal budgeting program based on the envelope method, which I assume is exactly what you're talking about. In 2013, it was the most popular personal financing software among Lifehacker readers. It is also listed by Wirecutter for 2021 as a great pick for hardcore budgeters. Yes, Wire. I love Wirecutter. What is that? Wirecutter is, I believe it's the review site that's run by the New York Times. Oh, okay. All right. Yes. Yes. So a lot of whenever I am buying something from like a bed to a toy for my son or something, I go to, yeah, it's New York Times Wirecutter. We independently review everything they recommend. and Perfect. But anyway, so yeah, YNAB is sort of similar to Mint. Mint used to be really big, another budgeting software that was big. And some people might prefer that. So I guess what we're saying with these apps and this program YNAB is like, use what's available. And I have to be honest with you, from the people talking about it on this website and my cursory glancing at the YNAB website, which is youneedabudget.com, I'm going to get into it. I think my husband's going to be thrilled because it looks really cool. I'm I'm at least going to try it. (laughs) (laughs) It's interesting. They have a a thing that says try YNAB free for 34 days. They they claim you'll save an average of $600 in your first two months. Uh, We'll see. (laughs) NKOTB. Well, that's good. $600. That's listen. That's nothing to sniff at. That's real nice. So another one that was mentioned in addition to YNAB is uh, Catherine, one of our listeners, said, what really changed our game was the concept of a sinking fund. 
Hmm. Yes, this is the first I've heard of this. It's really intriguing. The basic premise is that you add up all the known one-time expenses you have all year and divide this by 12, and then you add it into your budget. Add up all the known? One-time. Yeah, all the known one-time expenses. So you know how you have like a Costco membership? Oh, okay, 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 okay. okay, You only pay it once a year, or like for us, it would be like IMDB Pro or something, whatever your biz is. So you have a big list of those, and that actually is... For us, because those are business expenses, it might actually be an easy list to put together because we expense those. But so it would be your, all of the known one-time expenses you have all year. Do this at the be, you know, beginning of the year. Divide it by 12. So you're saving ahead of time for your Costco and AAA renewals, setting aside money for birthdays, adding extra for more groceries at Thanksgiving, etc. So smart. You do a little every month. You plan for a little every month. So you aren't hurting in those random months when everything seems to come up at once. Yes, Catherine. Yes, Catherine. That's real smart. Really smart. And I had never heard of something called a sinking fund. That's really neat. Just adding it all up. Which is so funny, too, because it's like, for me, I don't know about you, Molly, but like, I know that like Netflix is getting charged. I know Disney Plus, you know, all those one time things. Right. But then like sometimes like it's just like on a whim, like I'll go on my like Wells Fargo and I'll just like look. I was like, wait a minute. Or I'll get like those Apple, like my Apple will send me the emails. It's like your subscription for such and such. And I'm just like, wait, what? What? It's embarrassing. The fact that I'm admitting that I get these emails and I'm like, what? But this makes sense of a seeking fund of starting at the beginning of the, your year, knowing exactly those one-time expenses, dividing it all up, knowing what's up. So it's not, so you're not like me when you check your Wells Fargo app, like, wait a minute. <laughs> they took how much? Why'd they do that? Oh, right. Because they do that every time, Blair. Because that's what happens. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, it's just keeping track, keeping track and using what's at hand, like apps and these wonderful programs that are online that we can use to help us. Help me. Help me. <laughs> we'll be right back. <laughs> Feel like you're the martyr in your family? You're not alone. Hey, this is Joanne. And Bree. And we're from the No Guilt Mom podcast. Bree, we talk to a lot of moms. Yeah, we sure do. And if you're a mom who has a to-do list that is so massive that you get overwhelmed and you shut down, Or if you fall into the habit of doing everything for everyone and don't know how to change it, we can help you become a no-guilt mom. We're going to take you from family martyr to family model. That's role model. So that you role model the behavior that you want to see out of your kids. You're going to go from being tired and overwhelmed to energized and guilt Every week, you'll get actionable strategies that you can implement right away from the experts that we interview and from us. We also have a whole lot of fun. So check out the No Get Mom podcast everywhere you listen to your favorite shows. No one told us the truth about parenthood. Why? This is the podcast everyone needed before they had kids because now that those little ones are here, there is a lot to unpack. I'm Rachel Shepardota, and I am your host for the podcast, No One Told Us, where we tell the truth about parenting and let you in on all the stuff you really should have known about before having kids. I am the founder of Hey Sleepy Baby, but this podcast is so much more than sleep. We'll be diving into all the topics that you really care about and need to know while you do your best job raising those adorable, tidy humans. Our goal is to just make you feel less alone and less overwhelmed. There are so many things that no one tells us before becoming a parent, and I think that we should really pull back the curtain on becoming a first-time or second-time mom or dad to share the good, the bad, and the ugly. 
We'll have a little education, a little fun, and a whole lot of heart that goes into each and every episode. So join me and our amazing guests each week to hear us talk about what no one told us. Hi, we're back on Toddler Purgatory, and I'm just laughing to myself because it's hilarious that Blair and I are hosting an episode about budgets. <laughs> I mean, listen, it's but we're learning. We're learning. We're learning and we're going to do it. It's so smart. Having a budget is smart. And I will say this. I do feel like I just have to change my mindset. I have to change my own narrative and say, because you know what I do budget for, Blair? Vacations. Myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. The, good, the things that you want to do, not the yes. practical everyday things that you need to do. Yes. Whereas I could be saving money with those things. I do feel like obviously this time of year is, is a good time to get conscientious about stuff, but I have to do it all year long. And I feel like David and I go through times where we do that, where like, you know, we put the meal planning chart up on the wall a few months ago and it's really helped. And it just says like the day and it's all a dry erase board. And it's the day and it's the person who's going to make it. So at the top of the week, and it's not even a set thing. We don't like sit down at 6 p.m. on Sundays or anything. But but like at some point before the week starts, usually I will jump on the board and be like, all right, and look at my calendar. Be like, okay, David has rehearsal Tuesday night. So I'm obviously making dinner. We're also moving into a season right now where David will be going into rehearsal. So for two months, I'm essentially on meal duty. It just is what it is. Mm -hmm. So but for the last month or two and now until he goes into rehearsals, it's really helped because he can walk by that. It's it's a dry erase board on the way from the stairs to the living room or whatever. Nice. And be like, all oh, right, I'm cooking tonight. So that any those little steps, these little things that you can do are so helpful. And kind of what I'm talking about is one of our listeners, Tiffany, also says, she says, plan meals ahead and shop for your menu. Right. Which I think is a really cool tip because then you're not overbuying at the grocery store. Because like you said, Blair, eggs are $5 a dozen. I mean, it is insane. It's cuckoo bananas. I cannot get half and half. I can't. It's out. It's not only is it expensive, it's gone. I had to buy like some kind of fancy frou-frou organic half and half the other day. Get out of here. No, thank you. What do I look like? I'm made of money? What do you think? I'm having truffle popcorn over here? I'm made of money? That's Blair's favorite snack, by the way. <laughs> that's my thing. That's my thing. Yes, that's her thing. But yeah, things are weird at the grocery store. Let's just be real. So one tip might be to have a weekly meal plan, even if it's just in a sort of vague terms, and then shop for that menu. And then that might help you to curb excess spending at the grocery store. Dawn, who earlier gave us the Flip app and the Fetch Rewards app, Proceed Hog app, and I bought a she also says that she has some friends that say pairing emails, which is an app that is for meal planning. So smart. There's an app for everything. She pairs it with Walmart Pickup or Walmart Plus to make it easier. Isn't that smart? So it's just like you go to your meal planning, see what you need, clickety click click, and then go to your Walmart app, clickety click click click, and then you can either go pick it up or you can have it delivered. Whoop whoop. Whoop to the whoop whoop. We are like living in a Jetsons era. That is nuts that we could just do it all on our hands and have it. Yes, and have it and hopefully save some moolah on the way. Yeah. And then uh, the sort of a counterpoint to that. So on the one hand, you could be doing emails or another meal planning app. You might have your dry erase board with your meals for the week and you're just shopping for that menu. You're pairing it with your coupon apps <laughs> and comparing grocery store prices. And then on the other hand, Caitlin, one of our listeners says, embrace minimalism 
have less, buy less, clean less. Yes, emphasis on the clean Cleaning less. Thank less. you. <laughs> but she says, I don't big grocery shop anymore. So she's kind of saying that she doesn't do the once a week thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. She says, we're privileged to have great access to our stores close by. Checking my freezer, pantry, and fridge for what needs to get used up first yep. keeps us from wasting a lot of food. And she's she also mentions about the price of eggs. Guys, price of eggs, hot topic. Hot top. Price makes hot, hot top. Listen, when I read that one, I was like, oh, right. That's also like the difference between living in the city versus living in the burbs, too. I forget, mm-hmm. like just yesterday, I needed some bread and some wine, some white wine. I made a Portuguese fish stew. And, but all I had to do was go downstairs. We have a, a liquor store downstairs, and then we have a Italian like bodega across the street. And, I actually had this very thing in mind because like, oh, right. Like if you live out in the burbs, sometimes you got to hop in your car to go 15 minutes. Yes. And you can't be doing that in the middle of the, you know, during dinner time. So I forget that, that there is that difference between like big shopping trips versus like small shopping trips because I'll drop the kids off at school and I'll go to Trader Joe's and I'll grab what I need for the day or for the week of lunches. Right. Yes. I do small shopping. And then when I need those little things for dinner, I just go right downstairs. It's kind of nuts. It is funny. And I think part of it, I think you have a good point, which is like, take a look at your circumstances and what works for you. And it's also a lot of it is personality. Like I love making little market chips and stuff like that, but I live in the burbs, you know, like I can't really do that. So we make, you know, kind of one big I wouldn't say one big shopping chip, but we have like one fairly substantial shopping chip and then we pick up what we need throughout the week. Right. But I think implementing this idea of use what you have. Would you put, yes, is for sure. Brilliant. So maybe even, maybe what we're talking about is the step before the meal plan. Right. Like look in your fridge. Take inventory. Mm-hmm. Take inventory. Good. Yeah. Cause sometimes me and David do that. He'll like, he'll be like, Oh, what did he get the other day? We use like Rayo's spaghetti sauce or Rouse. Maybe it's Rouse. And we had at least two and he came back and was like, oh, guess we didn't need these. And he got two more because he didn't check the pantry. And I'm not pointing fingers at David. Love you, babe. But I do the same thing. I do the same thing because we didn't check it out. I do the same thing. Or my husband will come home and he'll buy extra of everything. And I'm like, we have all that. Yeah. Next time you go to the grocery store. Love you, Bill. And I'm also like the chef of the family. So I usually know what's in the fridge, you know. Yes. Much better than he does. Yeah. I know what we have. So, yeah, that's really smart. Me and David do a shared grocery list. So then just we just do it in notes. We're real low tech, you guys. We do it in notes on our iPhone. Low tech, low tech. Listen, I write my list down and take them to the list. I write mine down on post-it notes and I'll be yeah. crossing it off. I stick it to the handlebar of the cart and I cross off stuff. I know people look at me like, what a grandmother. When was she born? 1919? Yes. Yes, indeed I was. Now mind your business, child. You know, it's what works off. for you. David always talks about how a paper planner works better for him. He has since then wrapped his mind around the Google Calendar, but like there's something about it. There's something about a list in front of you. You like crossing it off. I like writing it down. I do. I like reading books. I don't like a Kindle. Sorry, I don't do yeah. it. Everybody's different. So do what works for you. Throw out the rest, y'all. Everyone's different. So speaking of keep what works for you, this is actually something that I do. Blair, you were just talking about this one stood out to you as well. That it was like pay savings first or pay yourself. What was that one? Yeah. Andrea, hot tip here. Pay yourself first. Yes, girl. I'm into it. Talk to me about it. She says budget a certain amount for savings every month. Okay. And put that in a separate account before any other bills are paid. Oh, 
Budget what you can afford so you can pay, so you can pay your bills, your other bills, but don't leave it sitting in your checking account where you could accidentally spend it on shoes or Etsy or Starbucks or she says embroidery floss. I see you, girl. Yes, you do you. And all the better if your financial institution has a good banking app, again, an app. And she says automatically transfer that amount from your checking to your savings every month so you can even have the excuse of forgetting. So smart. We do this. Like, you know, I think I'm not giving myself enough credit for the things we do to help our budget. You're not. You're good, Mal. The more we're talking about this, the more I'm like, I think we're okay. Could we get better? Yes. Yes, we could. But we're doing some things. We, not since my son was born, but shortly thereafter, we transfer a certain amount of money. I think once every two weeks. It's not a lot. It's not a lot. But it's enough to start building up his account that we're going to make into a, what do you call it? IRA? 520-something? 582? Nope. 689? I just made all that up. <laughs> oh, no, no, you just making shit up. <laughs> I sure am. 529? Yeah, it's a college savings account. Okay, 529. Oh, boy, I tell you what, that took a long time, but we got there. But what? here's the thing, though, Mal. What if, and I feel like I foresee this, does that money have to go towards college? Because I got a feeling... These kids are going to be like, if tuition keeps doing what it's doing, which is outrageous, mm-hmm. I have a feeling like my kid may go into like HVAC, you know, or might go into like so much money. Does that 529 account, does that go specifically, does it have to go towards colegio? Are there like rules or is it like, oh, there's just like, it's just like a savings account money thing. That's a good question. And it's something I would have to get back to you on because I can't speak to that. Because I don't, I would imagine that you could withdraw it for other reasons and perhaps pay a penalty. That is not, I am in no way a financial planner. I am obviously, I've barely done any research into it, but we do have a little egg in an account for him that we're going to put into something like that. And once we get all that figured out, we'll figure out exactly what kind of uh, account that will be. But yeah, so we do that thing where the bank just takes it out and you kind of, kind of don't even notice it. After a while. Yeah. Yeah. My husband's good with that stuff. All that reoccurring. He's got like, he knows like things to put things in. See, this is how dumb I am. Oh, this is how dumb I am. Doesn't it make you feel like this is a good episode for you and I? The listeners right now are like, yeah, no kidding. (laughs) Now they're like, woo, uh, we knew they were funny. We didn't know they were dumb. (laughs) (laughs) I think we're doing okay. We're just going to judge a little bit how we plan things so that we have more for our kids, really. But like, let's be honest with you. It just is what it is. And speaking of having things for our kids, can we talk about how fast kids grow out of clothes? Oh, stop it. Sometimes never wear them. Ugh. And also, what is it up with me loving an outfit and my son immediately hating it? Like, why? 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 And we'll not wear it. But we'll wear the polyester shirt with professional wrestlers on it that feels like paper every day for a week. Let me tell you, I have such like good, like cute styling stuff, like ideas for my... You have very good style. Thank you. For my daughter. But what does she prefer? And you know, no offense. And I know they make good money. I know they be making that money. But everything with a Disney princess on it. Disney. I'm like, come on. I'm like, come on. H&M has the cutest like stuff. Zara, they have the cutest stuff. What would she prefer? You know, the one thing that we got at JCPenney's, because it was, hey, I love JCP. JCPenney, y'all got some good deals. Let's get it, JCPenney. 
But yeah, you're right. So you're going to be a good candidate for what our listener Debbie says, which is yeah. she sells toys and clothes on Facebook Marketplace and other local groups. It's sort of like the Buy Nothing groups. There's a bunch of them. There's a bunch of local groups. You can even do Mercari, which is a consignment shop, and you could do Mercari Local. Oh, I don't know. Which is amazing. So then you only look at stuff in your area, so you don't have to wait for someone to ship it to you. You like They can drop it, you know, contact list, or you can figure it out. So there's all these local options for selling your stuff. And then she says, whatever money I make becomes the next gift. So she has it in rotation. So if she's selling stuff that her kids aren't using, her kids aren't wearing, gifts they get that they never really attach themselves to, or perhaps you have more than one. We have a lot of doubles of things because we are lucky enough to have supportive grandparents. And so if you have doubles and you don't have a use for them, maybe one in the car, one at home, which is what we do a lot, then you can put those on, just throw them up there on Facebook Marketplace or what have you and sell them. And then that money can go into that spring jacket you need, those shoes you need for back to school. And it's all about taking advantage of what I think is somewhat new, or at least, in my opinion, blossoming in the last five or 10 years, which is the incredible amount of stuff you can get used now. Yeah. Lightly used, new with tags, but on a consignment shop like Poshmark. And so you're getting stuff of wonderful quality that's either lightly used or really well taken care of or brand new. And you're not buying anymore new things and increasing the consumerism cycle. You're actually keeping things in the cycle that are still good and they don't end up in landfills in other people's countries, these piles of clothes, right? It's insane. This is where, for me, I need to like change my thinking because that is so smart. Molly, you'll be very proud of me. I just made three sales on Poshmark. Excuse me. Yeah. Blair. I know. Kudos. You buried the lead. We've been talking now for 25 minutes. I know. I wanted it to be a surprise and I'm so glad I was able to just spring that on you. Woo! Yes! I made three sales. And, but this is what I did. Instead of like, what do I need to do? I need to get my kid, my little girl, some like used Ugg boots because new ones for a child that's going to grow, whose big toe is going to be busting out of it in two weeks. I'm not paying $200. No, thank you, Uggs. I know. I know. I know. But I could get them on Poshmark. But no, what am I doing? What am I doing with that money that's sitting there? What am I looking at? Hmm. I want a fringe leather jacket. That's what I'm looking at. I'm going to be like Sloan Peterson from Ferris Bueller's Day Off. That's exactly what I want. I want that exact. But what do I need? I need shoes and I need some clothes for my children. So that's what I have. As soon as I give it, then I'm going to get the things that like, especially children's clothing. Yes, which is wild. Shoes, wild. Wild. Yes. So, I mean, again, this is throw this out if it doesn't work for you. But it's going to save you so much. And thrift shops are just busting at the seams right now. There is, you got to do some sifting. There's a lot of fast fashion stuff there that right. just take a look at the quality. But there are some, I mean, I got an L.L. Bean tote bag that's like $85 on their website. And it was in such good shape. I think I took a warm cloth and wiped off a couple of scuffs, but that wiped off in two seconds. $5 at Goodwill. Come on. What are we doing? What are we doing? Why are we paying all this money? And you know, I love it. You know, I love shopping. Yes, we do. I know. But yeah, Kristen is another one of our listeners who said the exact same thing. She says she goes for used or thrift whenever possible. Sometimes you can't. Sometimes you need something right away. I get it for sure. I like retail therapy and shopping too. But as much as you can, take advantage of the fact that everybody else's kids grow out of their clothes too fast too. Yep. The best. The best. The best. All right. We're going to run out to Sal's. Uh, We'll be back right after that. Stick around. 
Hey there, I'm Debbie Reber, the founder of Tilt Parenting and the author of the book, Differently Wired. The mission of Tilt is to change the way neurodivergence, whether that's having a learning disability, having ADHD, being gifted, autistic, or some combination of all of the above, is perceived and experienced so differently wired kids and the parents like us raising them can truly thrive. On the Tilt Parenting Podcast, I get to talk with authors, therapists, educators, and parenting experts who are committed to this mission. I ask the questions my listeners are most curious about when it comes to supporting our kids. And in turn, my guests share strategies for challenges, out-of-the-box ideas for navigating school, best practices for therapies, tips for advocating, and so many thoughtful insights on what it really takes to help our kids grow up feeling seen and respected so they can create awesome lives for themselves. I know that raising a differently wired kid can feel overwhelming and isolating, but I promise you, you are not alone and it can feel so much better. If you're on this parenting journey, come listen to Tilt Parenting. Together, we can shift this paradigm and show up for our exceptional kids with hope, possibility, and joy. Are you overwhelmed by the things that get in the way of you doing what you want to do? Are you looking for ways to simplify life to better align with your values? Do you want to create space in your schedule so you have room for more of the good stuff? Play, joy, relationships, gratitude, and more? If you answered yes to any of these questions, I invite you to check out Edit Your Life, a podcast to help you edit the unnecessary from your life so you have more room to enjoy the awesome. Through episodes with me, Christine Co., and a range of super smart, compassionate, and thoughtful guests, you'll come away with big picture insights and practical ways to declutter your home, schedule, and mental space without getting bogged down by perfection. I have always believed that small moments and actions matter tremendously. My goal is to help you find agency and space in your life through doable baby steps that will leave you feeling accomplished instead of overwhelmed. Check out Edit Your Life wherever you enjoy your podcasts. Hi, y'all. We're back on Todd Perg's with a little budget talk. So we've covered that Blair and I are okay at budgets. Some people are much better, and we are going to steal all of their hot tips. All of them. All of them. My biggest takeaways from today and from reading these replies, which was, I'm not going to lie, really inspiring for me. So thank you, listeners. Thank you. Thank you for contributing to this list. Thank you for listening today. If you were not one of the ones who contributed to the list, and you should, you should hop over there on What Fresh Hell podcast because people were learning right and left from this budget list. So the biggest thing we're going to do is I think overall, like the umbrella lesson for me today was that a little bit of investment of time could reap big rewards budget wise. So we just need to embrace the plan, embrace having a plan. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and it can be bite-sized nuggets, which is what this pod, this ep is about. So I do feel like it is, next time you're at Marshall's, grab one of those white uh, dry erase boards, throw up a meal plan. If that works for you to shop to the menu, do that. A great hot tip, look at the pantry and in your freezer first, use up what you already have. So that those little things, take five minutes to look in your pantry, your cupboard and your in your fridge, right? Use up what you already have. Great little budget tip. I'm definitely going to integrate that into my life. I like the idea of using the apps just because the apps, I need simple. For me, like I mentioned before, I get really overwhelmed by numbers and by just like responsibility. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what it does? We build it up in our heads so it feels like too much. It, absolutely. But I think like some of these apps are so simplified and for that reason. And I think taking advantage of that for sure. Yeah. And then, you know, like using my Poshmark money for the things that I sell that yeah. maybe the kids, maybe mine, but just like 
keeping in mind of those secondhand things that I could get, consignment things that I can get for the kids that refuse to buy new for them. Yeah. Do it with that Poshmark money that I'd be making. Yeah. I think I got my son's vans. My son likes vans. I think he got... I've got vans on there for him. Here's the thing about Poshmark. They do have $7 shipping, but you can possibly negotiate down to cover some of the shipping. Right, yeah. Mm -hmm. So I think for practically brand new vans, because you know somebody bought them for their kid in a size four or whatever, and then they turned, they didn't wear them or it was off season, because sometimes I do that too, where you buy the wrong season. By the end of that season, this just in, they've grown six inches and they have man-sized feet. Yeti feet. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, they have Yeti feet. (laughs) So, Hobbit. That's what I was thinking of. I was like, who's the little guys who live in the little Hobbits? Hobbit feet. So, this happens to all of us. Let's help each other out. Hop on those consignment shops. Um, We're talking Poshmark. We're talking Mercari. We're talking about going to Goodwill. I've gotten him a pair of Vans at Goodwill for around, I think, $6. On Poshmark, I got him brand new ones for, I think, $12. I mean... Something insane, especially if they have their heart set on something and it's either not in your budget at that time or for your lifestyle. This is something that we can try and plan for. For sure. And in the meantime, you're getting rid of stuff from your house and you're selling it on Facebook Marketplace. Get out. And you're making that money and putting it right back into the rotation Mm -hmm. like our listener Debbie suggested. It feels, the obstacle of how it feels in our head is so much bigger than any real obstacle in real life. I mean, isn't, doesn't that go for everything? Jeez. Yeah, well, mm -hmm, it does. Thanks a lot, Blair. (laughs) I'm going to take a hot bath. Also, there are some things that you can, you know, like we said, take what works for you, throw out what doesn't. Those kind of planning first, the sinking fund, I'm definitely going to do. Oh, yeah. Yes, Figuring yes, out yes, those yes. one-time expenses for the year, divide them by 12 and make sure those are in your budget. Like the other listeners. Pay yourself first. Yeah, the, like the, exactly. Pay into that savings first. Use the rest of your money to budget. If that works for you, for your bills rather. If that works for you, if you are someone who can plan that way. Because I do think that brains work in different ways, but it's also a muscle. Budgeting is a muscle. It's a muscle. You got to you gotta practice. Put it into practice. <sighs> I know. So that's what I'm going to do. I'm also going to check out that YNAB. So many, I can't believe how resounding the support was on the website for that. Right? Yeah. So many smart people out there. We got some smart listeners. Yes. Thank God. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, in, in that same vein, um, one last kind of budgeting tip that we got on the page that same vein of do what works for you, but also while acknowledging that budgeting is a muscle. Becca is one of our listeners, and she said in her family, it worked for them to switch 99% of their spending to credit cards mm-hmm. so that they could see, like actually see and visually chart their spending. Yeah. And you don't have, like we said earlier, that money sitting in your checking account that you go, oh, I guess I do have money for those new shoes, right? Right. So she switched it to credit cards also so she could reap the benefits. And a lot of people chimed in and said that they do the same thing. We do that. Yeah. And that's something you do have to stay on. Because we had a time just a few months ago, I lost my bank card. I'm sure it's under my car seat or like under the seat of like my car seat. Oh, yeah. The seat of my car. Where you have to like really get, you got to get them fingers in there. Yeah. And there's so many soft honeycomb. Yep. But it was missing for a while. I eventually got a new one. But in that month or something, not even a month, maybe two weeks that it was missing. And I was just sort of living my life thinking it would turn up. I used my credit card and it took me a little while to to pay it back down because I I wasn't paying attention. So I think it has to be intentional. Yeah. I think if you're going to spend 90 or excuse me, switch 99% of your spending to credit cards, you have to really be on top of it, especially if it's not a muscle you've worked lately. Yes. Again, that's one of those things that my husband does. He's in charge of that stuff. But I must say that we do reap benefits of it by hotel points. 
Oh, yes. You've talked, you and I have talked about those hotel points. And, uh, oh, airline points. People fly all the time for free. I know. I know. Airline points. Airline points, the United card, we use that. And even you get certain perks, too, with these cards. Like with the United card, you get, they send us, like, passes to the lounge. Oh, come on. Yeah. So, like, I think it's, like, once every six months, like, twice a year, they send you passes to the lounge. So, if we take a a big flight to Europe or something, we usually use those passes. We get to the airport early, use those passes to go go to the lounge, have dinner, chill out. So we're not sitting in by the gate area with two like squirmy kids. Yeah. We should go fill them up with snacks and champagne. <laughs> Just kidding. We don't give them. <laughs> Just, kidding. Just kidding. Just kidding. I do that. <laughs> I remember back like, you know, 20 years ago or something when I was traveling. And I remember one time I popped into a lounge just to see how much it would cost. And it was like $50. It's like 150 now. Yeah. It's ridiculous. But unless you eat $150 worth of tiny plates of food. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I I had a layover in Frankfurt last time I traveled for work. And their lounge, I think it was United, actually. Yeah. Was beautiful. And it was the ones with sleeping pods and showers. I was like, okay. I didn't use them because I it wasn't my flight layover wasn't timed right for that. But oh, come on. I was like, but if you're someone who travels a lot and you can use those perks, Oof. that's great. So if you're someone who can manage that and really stay on top of it, that's another option for you. Yeah. So I guess what we want to leave you with today is that no matter what kind of person you are, if you feel like the obstacle in your head of budgeting is too hard, I can't do it then maybe these little steps will kind of get that muscle going. Yeah. It's sort of like they say at the top of the year, don't say you're going to go to the gym for an hour, just take a 15-minute walk in your neighborhood. Like baby steps, baby steps, baby steps. So we can work together to figure those out. And if you have any more suggestions, that thread is so awesome on the What Fresh Hell podcast page. I learned so much. I can't wait to look more into You Need a Budget. I can't wait to look more into these grocery store apps Mm -hmm. that she said. Oh my gosh, flip. I can't wait to look at those because, I mean, we have like two grocery stores in my neighborhood, but I like the idea of battling them against each other. (laughs) See who wins. Who wins the title? Who wins the title today of cheapest eggs? Who's got the better price on eggs? Who has any half and half? I will take it. (laughs) Thank you all so much for listening. We hope that this helped you out like it helped us out to make these baby steps towards handling and managing our budget better. So we have a little extra dough for the baby Uggs for ourselves or the Sloan Peterson jacket from Ferris Bueller. Please, I really need one. I'm going to start shopping for it for you. Yes. Put me on the mission, Blair. You know me. Yes, I know. I know you can get it done, girl. I'm on it. Thanks, everybody. (laughs) See you next time on Toddler Purgatory. Take it easy. Well, hey there, busy mama. Are you looking for ways to make your life easier, your home less chaotic, and at the same time, add more joy to your life? My name is Deanna Yates, and I'm the host of Wanna Be Clutter Free a podcast all about letting go of the stuff we don't need in our lives so that we can focus on what truly matters. Don't worry, I'm not going to tell you to throw it all away or make you feel guilty about keeping something you love, no matter how many other people don't quite understand it. But I will give you practical and more importantly, actionable advice so that you can make progress right away. And you won't just hear it from me. There are amazing guests too. It's like having your bestie in your pocket, telling you it's okay to let go of the things that are not serving you and your family in a totally non-judgmental way. So join me over on the podcast where we can work on progress over perfection for those of us that want to be clutter-free.